You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Moving slow motion for me. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Okay, I need to take a deep breath because I am recording this the same day as my Into the Gloss top shelf shoot. I've just had like a full photo shoot at the house. I have consumed the top shelf feature on Into the Gloss for 10 years, like a decade of reading these interviews with these women that I idolize about their approach to beauty and skincare and hair care. And a lot of Into the Gloss was the inspiration for this show. So it feels surreal that I did my shoot with them today. Like I kind of can't even believe it. And as I was prepping to be featured on Into the Gloss, I just like went to the site to see some of the recent features they had. It's like the editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair, Laura Dern, who just won the Golden Globe, Chloe Sevigny, iconic actress. Like they talk to amazing, amazing people. What I love about Into the Gloss is they also talk to, you know, poets and artists and people that have nothing to do with Hollywood or have never been on a runway. So they get to the heart of beauty with a really diverse group of women. So you guys can understand what an important site this was for me in college, reading it all the time and the through line to what I do now. The other thing that's cool about the Into the Gloss interviews is it doesn't just focus on beauty. So they ask you about career stuff. Elaine Walteroth, the former editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, I love her recent Into the Gloss that she did, but she spends a lot of time talking about her career and how she basically got to where she is now. So I love that they get into that. But yeah, they asked me about hair care, body care, um, like fragrances. What else do they ask? Skincare, makeup, of course. It was really fun. The only thing that I wasn't expecting, like they made it so fun and easy. UT came. She's the social manager for Into the Gloss. Ashley Weatherford came, iconic beauty editor. You guys know I love Ashley. She has been on this show and a photographer. So very small crew. They came over in the morning. I like served everyone tea. I had Beyonce playing. I was like ready for it. I obviously cleaned my beauty products like they have never been cleaned before, like individually wiping down with a baby wipe like every single product because like wouldn't you guys do the same if someone was coming to photograph you in your home with all of your beauty products like I just had to be ready the night before I realized that there were like some things that were kind of messy or things weren't stacked the way I wanted them to but I just had to let it go I was like more important for you to be well rested than for every speck of dust to be removed from every corner of your house but yeah they so they photograph your beauty products but they also like see what's under your, you know, sink in your bathroom and they 
photograph what's in your shower. Like that's so intimate, isn't it? So I was prepared for that. The only thing that I wasn't prepared for was when I sat down for the interview portion, they were like, okay, so we're going to do the interview down here. And then the photographer is just going to go up and start photographing your products. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know why I thought I would be supervising that and maybe suggesting some things to photograph together, but she just went up there. So, I mean, I haven't seen the images. I'm, I guess we'll all see them together when the when the feature comes out, but I hope it was okay. And Into the Gloss was started as a side hustle by Emily Weiss, who is the founder of Glossier. So we all know how that trajectory and story went. So she's a boss. I've always admired the site. I was so, so, so happy to be part of it. And I got to talk about my approach to beauty. You know, I'm I'm usually the one asking the questions. So it was fun to be on the other end and get into my full routine. So I hope you guys like it. I will let you all know when it comes out. I will post the pictures on at Naked Beauty Planet and on at Brooke DeVard. If you guys aren't following me, please follow me there. But yeah, that was fun. I'm I'm already having highlights of 2020 and we're not even halfway through January. I'm also going to say I think this is going to be one of my best interviews of the year that you guys are going to hear. I know that's a bold statement considering we've only had two weeks of Naked Beauty content in 2020, but Mandy is just incredible. Like I have adored Mandy from a distance for a long time. She and I are maybe like personality opposites, but I love her personality so much. I could, after Mandy and I recorded this episode, we hung out all night. Like we went to dinner, we went out, like she's living her best life. She was like texting with Joe Budden. They were making plans to meet at the strip club. I was like, honestly, go forth and have fun. She came over. We had people at the house. Like she is just a joy and a delight. And you guys are going to love her. And Mandy is one of the top podcasters in the world. Like her show is in the top 1%. They've had millions and millions of people listening to their show. She left a six-figure job in banking to do her podcast full-time. She co-hosts it with Wheezy. They made a quarter of a million dollars from the podcast alone last year. They sell out tours all over the country. She signed to William Morris Agency. And Mandy's young. Like she's a baby. I want to say she's only like 26. So such a boss doing incredible things. And the podcast Horrible Decisions, it goes there. It is a podcast about sex. So if you want to listen to the show and that's interesting to you, check it out. I have been listening to it and enjoying it thoroughly for years. I have loved this show but they talk very openly about sex and non-monogamy and how to have a threesome. So all of those juicy things. It's adult content. So this is the portion of the show where I say, if you're listening without headphones, it's time to pop those bad boys in. I would not want to play this anywhere open in the workplace. The talk gets a little bit sexual as we get further into the conversation. If you listen to this with children around, there is sexual language. If you usually send this podcast to like your mom, to a young cousin that you know will like the show, maybe just hold off on this episode. Send it to your friends that are maybe on the on the wilder, freakier side. And then finally, I just need to quickly address what I'm sure is going to be quite controversial and I'll just come out and say it. Mandy makes no qualms about the fact that she sleeps with married men. And honestly, who am I to judge? Um, I think demonizing the woman for sleeping with a married man instead of the man that took the vow is 
backwards. I personally wouldn't choose to date a married man if I were single, but that's me. She's her. She has her own life experiences and I really don't judge. So less judgment in 2020, more acceptance and then different experiences in life. That's what really gives me energy. Talking to people that have had totally different life experiences, that have totally different perspectives and just bringing more uh, energy and diversity of thought and diversity of experience to the show. It really brings me so much joy. So I hope you guys love this episode as much as I do. If you've been like checking in on Naked Beauty and you haven't hit that subscribe button, just subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Monday. If you're already subscribed, but you haven't taken the time to rate the show, just, you know, give me a quick five stars. It doesn't take that much time. And then if you really want to go to the extra mile, you can take the time to leave a review for the podcast. It really means a lot to me. As always, take screenshots as you're listening. Tag me at Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. I love resharing. And I also love seeing all of the ways that you guys enjoy this show. Without further ado, let's get into it with Mandy. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. EB. It's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast, and I'm here with Mandy B. Hey. Of Horrible Decisions fame. Hey, thank you. And we met a year ago. We did at the Loudspeaker holiday party. Yes. yes. And you were so, everyone was very drunk that night. Oh. I don't want to. Oh, my God. But you took me outside I, to like hang out with like Kid Fury and Crystal, who I no, It was just Kid Fury. Crystal. Wasn't yeah. There. Crystal wasn't but there. I, I it was um, and Dustin and Asante. And we were all like fun you know, group hanging outside. <laughs> fun, fun group, though. But I love your podcast, but I love Thank your you. personality. Thank you. I don't actually. It's funny because I listen, but I don't actually know anyone like you. IRL. No, no. You're what very do you mean? different. From, oh, Jesus. Well, you're very different from me. Okay. You're very different from me. But what's crazy is I feel like everyone that I hang with or meet or connect to, I feel like they're all so different. And yeah. somehow I still blend with everybody. Yeah. Were you popular in school? Yes. I could, well, you floated like in and out of every group. I could so see that. The thing is, so I played sports, so I knew all the jocks. Um, okay. and you still I've, date I've never athletes? really been ugly. Right. So I was like the popular girl for looks, but I also was that girl that dated guys that were out of out of school, okay. especially in high school. Um, or I dated the athletes, but all of my classes were AP and honors. Mm -hmm. And I was in the magnet program for a little bit. So I was also in class with all of, I guess, the quote unquote nerds. Okay. That's me. And so like my senior year of high school, I did, I ran for a homecoming queen and I had, you know, both sides of the coin. Yes. So I've always kind of teetered 
on the on both sides of the coin. So I've just I'm just a people person. I can kind of get along with just anybody. (laughs) And you're unfiltered and you're very like, yes. And like, you mean, you talk about sex very openly. Yes. And I think maybe people also don't realize how intelligent you are, because for me, the intelligence shines through like you're quick on your feet. You have responses for everything. But then you also say things (laughs) <laughs> that are like, I think to be funny sometimes or you'll be like, I don't know how to pronounce this word. Or okay, like, so I'm not going to lie. The pronunciation of words does get me. It's just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like the English language is really the hardest language. Yeah. Like we, it's, I mean, China, Chinese is pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. But even like, I don't understand why we say baloney when it's spelled bologna. Like I honestly <laughs> question everything yeah. in the world, like including science, which is, you know, religion, anything that. Oh, I know. People right. really get on you for not believing in science. And that's fine. And I also don't <laughs> believe in religion. So it's just like, girl, you're supposed to believe in one. But I just literally am someone who questions everything. Yes. And I believe only in what I can see and what I can do. And that's fair. I just don't believe what people say. Well, you're really da- you're dating someone who has a PhD in science. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. When I tell you my mom, when she first off, my mom definitely wants me to have a boyfriend already. She's like, how's my future son-in-law? And I'm like, mom, I literally just met the man a, a month ago. Calm Too down. Soon. But we literally have all the talks in the world because he eats beyond burgers, which is like impossible burgers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you like eating science. And I'm like, you know, it's not as healthy as meat. And yeah, all the, like and so we literally argue have about everything. Debates. Well, you started out as a sports blogger yes and then you were an accountant yes with a podcast on the side and now you're like full-time full-time podcaster personality so I actually started I would say modeling quote-unquote okay so I did the urban modeling for a little bit like the super sexy like the straight stunt in magazine I've been in three issues of straight stunt which are jailhouse magazines wait 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 wait, wait, yeah we have to go back Straight stunted magazine. I'm yeah. not even familiar with this. What? Is- it's a jailhouse magazine. What? Um, how old were you when you were posing? Oh, for, girl, you're young. I was in high school. You were 18 posing for straight stunting. Yes. Which is a jail. What is jail? Like, like they literally, they literally it? send the magazines to jails. So what? Like you were just what? Like oiled up in a yeah, in a and, and lingerie and all of that. At 18. Um, at 18, I had my first publication in Urban Ink magazine literally before I graduated high school. Wow. So I'm a high school student in... How did the guys at school feel about that? I had a boyfriend. And and how did he feel about that? He was older, so it didn't bother him. He was, what, 21, 22? Okay. He was too old to come to prom with me. Um, (laughs) So I had an older boyfriend. And then even when we broke up, I was talking already to guys in the NBA. So I was being flown out by NBA players in high school. So a very progressive, you know, kind of not progressive, but just fast life. And then, yeah, I started my sports blog. Shout out to Robert Littell from Black Sports Online. He mentored me. And at this time, even though I was, you know, half naked on on Twitter, this is when Twitter started. I was like literally live tweeting basketball games. I grew up, played sports my whole life, was in AAU. JV, varsity, basketball, volleyball, track and field, everything. And you're from Orlando. Yes, from Orlando. And so I started the blog. Yeah. And so literally at 20 years old, I'm on the red carpet at the SVs interviewing the Dallas Mavericks who won the Mm. NBA championship that year. I'm at a Hennessy party with hosted by Lala and Serena Williams, literally bumping shoulders with Serena like it's nothing. Right. And I'm 20. Yeah. And then how, how do you go from that to like Goldman Sachs and, so, and accounting? Right. So I'm realizing I'm mixing a lot. So my personal life, I was dealing with athletes and I was yeah. friends with a lot of girls that dealt with athletes. But then I have this blog that was more so like 
the TMZ of sports, the okay. media takeout. Okay, but you were also like dating these guys on the set. Right. So it just became a conflict of interest with my personal life and this. Fair. Because then I started going to clubs and athletes were like, I don't want her at our table. Girls were like, I know who she is. Make sure she's not on her phone. It just started becoming uncomfortable for me to be in my scene. Wow. So I moved to New York. Okay. And after moving to New York, I was like, you know what? I'm too smart for this. I was working at a temp agency and bartending on top of sports blogging. Sports blogging at this point, the payment was going down. I was getting paid from Google AdSense for a little bit. Okay. But the shift in blog money started changing. Right. I was working as a temp because I didn't have a degree at this time and bartending. So then I got back into school. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to school. At okay. this time, I met an African who gave me like $30,000 for the year. So I was like, good. I can I have money. I can focus on school now. Okay. When you say you met an African. <laughs> From like, a friend. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like this is so much. Like we're going to talk about beauty. I promise. Yes. We're going to talk about we're gonna beauty. We're going to talk beauty. But, but what do you mean you met an African? My what friend, my <laughs> friend introduced me to a guy who was very interested in me. And, and just paying for you to live. Yeah. yeah. And go to school. Yeah. And so in exchange I, for sex, is it okay for me? To I saw him that? twice in a, in the year he was married. So I was, Oh wow. Uh, we talked a lot. I was okay. I, he told me about his businesses. I was just an ear for him. So yeah. Did we have sex? Yes. But I literally saw him <laughs> twice in a year. you to have sex with married men? No, really? As a married woman, I just feel like, Oh, uh, oh yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. And I was just having a conversation with your husband. Um, <laughs> so to me, it's hard because so I am someone who a does believe in non-monogamy. So I do realize that there could be an arrangement that they and their wife have that sure, allows them to sure, have sure, sure. Not only that, I do feel like when you date a man of a certain caliber who has a certain status, power and money that a lot of their wives do turn the left eye because they're mm -hmm, they're, okay. afford, they're afforded the lifestyle. My husband could make more money than anyone in the world so but not but okay. you're you're a woman so even when we met you let me know what you do for a living you, yeah. you were very prideful of being a woman in your position working for the company mm -hmm. you work for a lot of these women don't work right and right. they're living the lifestyles Fair. that Fair. They kind of want a lot of powerful men probably wouldn't date a woman like you. Yes. Fair. Because exactly. they can't control you. Exactly. And so they, a lot of them know what they signed up for. Okay. I is that, that fair? That. Is that, that fair? That's now, fair. now I, I'm not in a position to where I, like, I feel like, I, and this is going to be probably very problematic and, and controversial to some of your listeners, but I feel like I'm actually helping some of their marriages. So for the things that maybe this person wants to do, I'm safe. I'm not fucking anyone unprotected. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling someone late. I'm not overstepping my boundaries. I do play my role. Um, when you say play your, like play your role as like the side. Yeah. As it, as in, I'm not trying to ruin your marriage. Honestly, I don't know the wives names. I kind of don't even know the names of their kids. I know they have kids. And some of these men have been in my life for 10 years plus, And I don't even know their children's names. We don't talk about that interesting yeah okay this is a lot this is a <laughs> okay, lot okay so yeah we can get into beauty but anyways yeah so i got back into school i was always a geek with numbers so i was like okay accounting makes sense and coming from florida there's really no financial industry in yeah. orlando right so coming up here you have finance and accounting and then you have real estate okay um as the number two you know yeah. the one and two industries in new york so i got to school Literally ended up working my last year and a half of school at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Um, I also interviewed with the Obama administration. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> like, I'm literally two different people. Yeah. So on paper, I'm very... Um, Are you a Gemini? No, I'm a Libra. Okay. Balance. Balance. Balance, yeah. Um, and I was a part of NABA, which is the National Association of Black Accountants. Yeah. 
went to a conference and after working a year and a half at Goldman Sachs, while I was finishing up my two bachelor's degrees, because in order to be a CPA, you need 150 credits. So I didn't have the money to afford a master's. So I got two bachelor's degrees. So I have a BS in accounting and a BA in marketing. Okay. And after that, I started at a big four firm working at Ernst & Young. Yes. And I now no longer do any of that. And I'm a full-time podcaster. Yes. Talking about <laughs> sex. Yes. Which we love to listen every Monday. Horrible. Thank you. My I, show comes out on Mondays too. So I listen. So do you listen to your own show? No, I, I used to. Show. So what were you like growing up? Like I, so you are mixed race. Yes. I'm you Jamaican and white. Jamaican, white. You grew up in Orlando. Yes. Growing up, like in middle school, high school, did you feel beautiful? Yes and no. It's weird because it's now I watch the the music videos. So, of course, music videos were a big thing. Yeah. Who, who are like your beauty idols? Oh, you? my God. I, it's funny because now I, I know some of them. But like just growing up, you see Melissa Ford on, oh on, God, on yeah. TV and she's beautiful in all the music videos. And then at that point, I think black cinema was also that's what I watched. Mm-hmm. So you have Love and Basketball. You yes. have brothers you have you know everything yeah. like that and you have the neil longs and yeah no one really that looked like me i think yeah. the closest person to me was i was vanessa williams but then she had the green eyes so definitely didn't look like me yeah and i'm also not latina so you have j-lo who was the ideal of yeah. beauty but she's not biracial yeah. you have beyonce but she don't look like me either right. so my thing back then though was i was always a little bigger than all my friends okay so I was thicker. Yeah. And I don't were you self conscious about that? I mean, I was just always, I think, confident forwardly, like mm-hmm. in the eyes of everyone else. But when I went shopping, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I'm also short, so nothing really fit me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I did battle with my skin growing up, something mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and then when also you say I you have my mom's hair, so skin. just acne mm-hmm. um in different places. And then I had really bad eczema on my arms. So then that was, you know. And then when it came to my hair, I identified as black. But I have very fine, quote unquote, white people hair. So I literally I was getting sew-ins and braids and weaves and everything so that I would look more biracial. Interesting. Yeah. So so did you ever wear your natural hair? No, not really. Really? Like, and my my cousin was in cosmetology school. So she okay. practiced everything on my hair. So I kept my hair like done up in Chinese knots. And that was when we was buying Milky Way because the bundles wasn't popping yet. <laughs> So, so your mom is Caucasian. She's white. Yeah. White as hell. So did she know how to do your hair growing up? She put us in braids for a little bit, like when we did the braids and beads when we were children. But outside of that, no. 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 So you never really got in touch with like your naturally curly hair texture. It's, it's like not really curly. It's like wavy. Do you straighten it a lot though? I did for a little bit. Yeah. So maybe you've like killed the curls. Possibly. That's the thing that happens where you can like the curls won't revert back if you have. Yeah. So there's that. But it's also just very thin. Okay. And so I've never liked thin hair. So like this right now that I'm wearing, this is a half wig. Well, I feel like you're the queen of the half up, half down. (laughs) The queen of it. I just started it. I found it on YouTube and I was like, oh, I can do that for twenty two dollars. No, it's so Um, I'm getting my my hair sewed in this weekend. But this is my in between. Okay. So growing, so you had you had skin issues, eczema, yes, fine and, hair, and weight issues, and weight, yes. So because you seem very confident to me now, were you always confident to everyone? And that's why, like, I so I had gained weight over the time I was in school. Like, what ages are we talking? We're talking twenty three to twenty seven. Okay, twenty eight, and I had gained probably, I would say, ten to fifteen pounds a year. 
Mm. over like four or five years. What do you think was the cause of that weight gain? I, I don't know. Stress. I was on my own. I'm living in probably the most expensive city in New York. Yeah. And I'm taking out loans every semester to pay my bills. Yeah. I'm still trying to juggle what men I have in my life to help me pay some of my bills. Yeah. And so it was just a lot. I'm in a whole new environment. I studied abroad for, for six months. Oh, where'd you study abroad? Singapore. Ooh. Yeah. Like I said, double lives. So then my eating habits and stress were different out there. So I was normally around like one one eighty okay. between one eighty and one ninety five for probably majority, and then literally at my highest, I got to two thirty. Okay, and so I just underwent weight did, loss surgery. You did surgery, so I know. I'm feeling great. I'm like literally between one fifty and one sixty now, which is my happy place. I'm only yeah. five foot one, right? So for the, you know anyone listening who is like, okay, being over two hundred isn't that big. I'm five foot one, right? So holding 230 pounds at yes. one is kind of just like, okay, girl. Yes. You know? And so I think I still showcase, like I said, confidence when I was out and about. I'm always the life of the party, but I'm stuck wearing spandex because I can't fit jeans and my jackets don't close. And I'm in an environment where I need boots and none of them fit over my calves. Right. So there was a lot of insecurity that I had that I just hid with being the life of the party yes. and showcasing my personality. Yes. <laughs> and then the men, I know you've talked openly about how you feel like some of the men that you were dating liked you because of your size. Yes. But it just sucks because as a, as a big woman or a plus size woman, because of society, a lot of men probably won't openly share that they prefer bigger mm. women. And so a lot of times I did feel fetishized. Like I've, yes. I had guys before I was losing weight was saying, well, let me do this before you lose those pounds. And then I had, you know, I have some guys that have known me over the years and they're like, we need to feed you now. Like, but it's crazy because society wise, they view bigger women as needing to be happy that anyone wants them. And, mm. you know, they kind of make us feel like we should just be happy with whoever likes us because no. we're not wanted. Well, the point of fetishization is so interesting when it relates to beauty because so like my husband, he met is white, yeah. Turkish, but white. I noticed that. Yes. Now, Briefly. one of the questions that comes up a lot is like, let's say I looked at his dating history and he only dated black women. Mm. Would that change the way that I felt about the relation? And he's dated all types of women. Okay. Um, is that something that crossed your mind when you started dating him as a black woman? No, it wasn't something that crossed my mind. But if it had come up that he'd only dated black women, I think I would have felt a certain way. And I've okay. talked, a lot of my Asian girlfriends will say that if they date a white guy and they only date Asian women, it's like a big red flag. Ah, so with me, it's weird because I've never been with a white man. Right. Despite the fact that I'm I know it's half white. It's not your thing. <laughs> but it's not even that it's my thing. And I, I've said it also that when I've met white guys, mm -hmm. specifically maybe because of how I act, you know, I have like they got on me last episode about my nails. Like I come across just very urban. And so, <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, that's the word I was going to go for. And so a lot of white men, specifically in New York, who have approached me when I've been in certain places. One of the first like opening lines are you only like black guys, don't you? Mm. And as soon as they show that insecurity or I feel like they're projecting right. to me that I'm just not interested. I can never argue with people who, pe who people are attracted, attracted to. to. Yeah. But you've, I guess, changed sizes and body types. Have yes. you seen that the type of men that are attracted to you change? Like, especially for single women, when you think about going out and getting dressed up and self-presenting in a certain way, I think that does change the type of man. Yes. And, and I realize this is being very heteronormative, but the type of person that, approaches well and i'm not gonna so i'm i identify as queer and bisexual okay. 
my problem is in the more LGBTQ scene Mm -hmm. that there's not a lot of a lot of the lesbian or studs that I'm attracted to mm-hmm. don't want a bisexual woman. They feel like we're greedy. They they don't want a woman who's dipping and dabbling in both. Mm-hmm. So I've been very unsuccessful in terms of <laughs> yeah. finding a true lesbian or stud. Yeah. So I just, I don't put my energy there. Um, as far as the men that I've attracted, I think because I'm still curvy, I don't feel out of touch with being a BBW. I still refer to myself as okay. a BBW. I still have thighs and hips and yes. the beautiful curves of a woman. So even though I've lost 80 pounds in the mm-hmm. last year and a half or so, I still feel curvy. Yeah. I still rep for the women who aren't a size two. And so right. I don't feel like the men have changed. Okay. Very much. No. Okay. Going back to you being very young. Yes. But modeling in these magazines. Oh, Jesus. Yes. So it sounds like middle school, maybe early high school, you had insecurities about your skin and but then, yes. but then you're like doing these photo shoots, which well, I would imagine. I feel like that's because I was over-sexualized. Okay. So in middle school, I, like I said, I played all sports. I was smart. I was popular. And I just remember one, my coaches in particular, and even my teachers just thinking I was fast. I wasn't having sex. Like did, did coaches say things to you? Oh yeah. They, they questioned the way I dressed. Oh, they thought I would creepy. be pregnant by high that's school. Creepy. I no. feel like a male coach should not well, well, comment I had a woman body. coach, oh, okay. but she was just very judgmental. Yes, I would say. And again, so I had size C breast in, mm-hmm. in middle school. How did I your had, mom talk to you about this? She didn't, which is did your dad talk problem. to you about it. I, my dad wasn't in the house. My dad was, we want name brand shoes. We want money. Call daddy, okay. which is probably what's transpired through how I treat men in my adulthood. Mm. Um, but, you know, this isn't going to be a therapy session. I, I, I just definitely know my faults. But so that wasn't a discussion. Um, and also, I grew up in all black neighborhoods. OK, so the conversations or things that I maybe need, like, so the hair conversation was never had with my mom. She didn't experience it. Right. You know, especially getting into corporate America. Let's not even talk about the tears that I, I I spilled there, but in terms of school, my curves and things that I would wear that the skinny girls could wear, that's fine. Right. As I put it on, it was like my mom's being called to bring me extra clothes. So I was over-sexualized by adults. Yeah, I wasn't even having sex in middle school. I hadn't even, I thought tongue kissing was the most disgusting thing. Mm. I didn't have sex so high, like um, going into my junior year, which also ended awfully because I got pregnant in the first year of having sex. Oh, wow. So yeah, we're not going to get into that, but. But you got pregnant, but you don't have, like you had an abortion. Absolutely. Yeah. Girl, I said, we going to get rid of this thing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I think that that led to a lot of my insecurities um, was because adults sexualized myself when I wasn't trying to. Right. So a skirt that I was wearing, because I thought the skirt was nice. Cute, yeah. They thought, uh-uh, your thighs and hips look too, you're going to turn someone on or what. And it was disgusting. To, like, now that I think about it, it's pretty disgusting it's, that you're sex, you're looking at me. Right. As if, oh, because of how you look, old men are going to look at you and want right. out of you. And, and I wasn't even... That's not where I'm at. I'm just trying to live. That's not where I'm and at. And isn't it interesting that the burden falls on the woman it to does. not turn on the guys instead of making the guy just focus on your school? Why are you looking at her thighs? Speak, speak to it. Right. Speak to it. Right. Like I said, my Milky Way. I had a, I had <laughs> grills in my mouth at six. Wait, no, you yes, did. I did. You had when grills? I worked at Demo, they called me Goldie because I had two at the bottom. 
Um, and I did work at Demo, so I was wearing the baby fat, the apple bottoms. Wait, I don't know what Demo is. So Demo is kind of like a man alive, like a jazzy, like what is it? Okay, okay. Like a jazzy jazz. Like like an urban fashion. Like a Dr. J's. Dr. J's, okay, yeah, yeah. But it was like... For non-New York people, they have no idea what we're talking about. But it's like... (laughs) The velour sweatsuits, the, uh, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. So the baby fat, the apple bottoms, everything that was boots with the fur. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that was me. Okay. Um, beauty then was, yeah, I wore my pointed color pumps. So I was one oh of the God, girls the that wore pointy toe, the pointy toe life. Cu- Neon, like every so color with the matching big belt to go over your shirt. Oh my shirt. god, so embarrassing. Yeah. And then I went through the skater phase when Famous became popular and okay. NERD and Pharrell yeah. oh and god. all of that scene. Yeah, that, I feel like that's cool now though. So I did I the, like that. Yes, I did the Famous jacket. I did the Vans. Okay. Um, Bape? Did you have a Bape phase? So my money wasn't that long. Okay. And <laughs> so no, and I didn't want to wear the fake one. Yeah. So no, it wasn't that, but I did have like an Ed Hardy bathing suit. Oh my so, gosh, Ed Hardy. Yeah, and I still have my Ed Hardy bathing suit. I'm waiting for it to come back. <laughs> um, the Von Dutch hats, like that yeah. was me. The juicy sweatsuits, the, the juicy, velour. Listen, and then let's not even talk about, I look now at my makeup. Oh my God. I did. What the, were we all doing? The, this the is like two, 2006. I did the, so I graduated um, high school in 09. Okay. So this is, yes, 06 to 2010-ish. Yeah. I did the like, two eyeshadow side-by-side bullshit and of course i don't know the crop tops with my belly button ring showing that remember yeah, the that. like shoulder moment that people oh, had well, you had one one falling off or? oh no 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 i'm talking about like the shoulder pads like the angular so shoulder. never did that okay that was never a, did that, that. Had a moment but again so while, while i was in high school i did have jobs in retail so okay. i worked at to go through my work history real quick so demo which was urban yeah where then i did champs Okay. For about two years. So I had all the sneakers at one point. I was yeah. a sneakerhead. My boyfriend got spoiled, Jesus Christ. And then my last year of high school, I worked at Route 21, mm-hmm. which is like a Forever 21. Yeah. And then Coach. Okay. Coach was kind of. Yeah. And Coach classy. was in back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they thought I was rich at school because I had a coach umbrella. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the coach thing. And then when I left that, I actually did diesel for about a year as oh well. Oh my God. I had some really tragic low rise diesel acid wash jeans off, I thought were so cute. First off, why were we wearing $200 jeans? And why? And diesel's still a thing and they're cute. But, but with like the butt crack show, like how low the jeans were didn't agree with my I'm body type. I'm so glad that high-waisted jeans came I know. I can only do high-waisted. Because the my- way my body is set up, who's doing low-rise? Britney Spears, what were you doing? It was a tragedy. So thank God I didn't, I, I didn't have the body type to wear low-rise. And even looking back at that time in beauty culture, like there weren't many women wearing their natural hair or natural anything, to be honest. Natural anything. And the weaves were really bad back then. Yeah. They were. Um, something that I still do to this day, well, on top of my blinged out acrylic nails, the bamboo earrings. Okay, I which I don't have it now, but if you look at my pictures, I do the ninety nine cent hair wow. store bamboo earrings. Often. Yeah, I can't wear fake jewelry. I have an allergy. Oh well, they go, so they're like for the day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're for the day, and then it's like, okay, my ears hurt. I'll wear them again next. Yeah. Week. Oh, and then I also brought back. I had the nameplate name necklace, plate. which I love. So I got the nameplates, and then back in high school, I had my name up my ear. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I love did, it. I did all of that. Well, now you tour and I feel like you're getting your hair and makeup professionally done. You're doing photo shoots, you're doing video shoots. Like you are like a public personality. Do you have like preferences when you're working with makeup artists? Do you have like a way that you like to look? Oh yeah. And it's crazy because I'm fairly good at doing my own makeup. Okay. Like, well, and now I get my lashes done, like the individual. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about, so do you think it's addicting? 
Oh, it is. Yeah, because once I you start, you can't I literally stop. made my appointment on for Saturday for a retouch. And I'm looking and I'm like, this is something I could have never done broke. But I'm also very bad at putting on strips. And I have friends that do strips. But, amazing. But is mascara not... Mm, you just want that, I, that yes. extra. Because I feel like once you get used to seeing your eyes that way, when you don't have it, you're like, I look dead. My lashes to me now, like, I feel like I don't have to put any makeup on. I literally only do my eyebrows. And your eyebrows only, are perfect, by the way. And that's only because I haven't gotten them microbladed again. They, okay. I got the microbladed. I did micro. I needed microbladed because I don't have. But I need the retouch, eyebrows. but I pretty much have to redo it. And I'm like, do I want to spend $500? Right now I'm hooked. My favorite beauty product, I would say, is the Anastasia. Beverly Hills. Be- brow. Brow. Pencil. Wiz. Yes. Yeah. So good. It is my favorite. That's yeah. what I do. And I just go over what was microbladed because it's low. And then I do my lashes and lip gloss. I don't even do foundation anymore. Yeah. Um, MAC foundation started to irritate my skin, I noticed. Yeah. A lot of people like have had change. issues with like, MAC it's foundation. Like they're, it's like they're cha- I feel like the same with tampons. Tampons now irritate me. And I'm like, I've been wearing tampons since I was interesting in forever. And now by my second day, it's completely irritated. So I'm switching now to organic tampons. Okay. But yeah. Is that Lola a sponsor on yes, your show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, use your own. So product, yeah. Girl. So I'm, I've now, that's what I'm saying. Organic like I've had to content. switch to organic, yeah. but with my makeup now, um, which I have to find one because I change shades in the winter and summer. So my moisturizer now, but I just do CC plus tinted moisturizer. Really? Is it hard as like a mixed race woman to find the right foundation shade? So I have a yellow undertone and I know uh, it sucks because I do, again, identify as a a black Black woman. woman. I know, but... And and with, yeah, but even with our podcast in the beginning, we got slack because we didn't have enough dark skin girls on the show. And yeah, there's a whole battle with that. But to me, I, I do struggle even with my fair skin or light skin with sometimes I have a yellow undertone. Then sometimes, depending, it can change to a red undertone. Hmm. I literally, throughout the year, will probably need four different foundation colors. Have you tried Fenty? I feel like Fenty has such a uh, deep shade. I use, I use Fenty concealer. Okay. That's it. But now freckles are becoming a thing. So I don't I like know. to conceal my freckles You have anymore. such good freckles. Yeah. So I'm just like trying to leave my natural skin out. Or like when I do get makeup artists, I'm like, can you put some freckles on me? So, oh, can you ask for them? Yes. Ooh, so I'm gonna do that. if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of different techniques to add freak like freckles i know so above your because of course is once, that, you, once you put like, on your foundation you cover your natural I blemishes. Know. but isn't like i just feel like that's like stunting like i don't even care i don't okay, care. but you have freckles right yeah you have freckles so you're just enhancing but i feel like if i got like fake freckles it's like brooke like come on like what are you doing you know what but there's a lot of people who don't have natural arches in their eyebrows and we don't shame them for arching their eyebrows True. all of it is expression. so it's all it's all an enhancement of what we want to look a lot of people over outline their lips to make them look more True. plump i mean that's like a that's like a full-on trend now it everyone is. overdraws it them. is yeah. so to me if you want freckles because okay. you like the look of it i think go do, for it i'm gonna do freckles next i love it makeup. i love it do they I do it with like a fun. liquid liner so i've seen them do that i've also seen a mix between the liquid liner with a you use the pointed tip mm-hmm. of a brush do that and then go back in as well and do like a a lip liner or a brown just liner interesting so then the freckles are different sizes and then you just Smart. do it sporadically you put them where they would be naturally so a little bit on the nose under here and then sometimes you can even make it go up into your forehead wherever you would have your natural yes i love it i love the freak freckle uh, the, i the love fake freckles, freckles. i love like it a, that's like one of the beauty trends that i love the most i think it's so cute and, and done properly no one's gonna question it. i know like i love it 
But I talk to women that have freckles that get their freckles removed. Like they do chemical peels and they try to like, um, but I, it's like, why? They're again, so cute. again, it's everyone wants what they can. Everyone have. wants what they, yes. I was going to say, if you have straight hair, you want it curly. If it's, it's curly. You want it straight. And then I look at the fake freckle trend as if you go back to the nineties and early two thousands, especially when I was in school, I remember always putting the fake beauty mark because oh if you didn't have a beauty mark, you weren't really beautiful. Like having a beauty mark made you so beautiful. <laughs> so we used to put the, mark with the, with so the liquid eyeliner, boom, put it right there. Like, so embarrassing. Yeah. So that awful. Was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. So to me, the freckles are the fake beauty marks. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So other than, so you're, so you have your acrylic nails that are blinged out. Yeah. Those are expensive. You've got your lashes, which I know are expensive. Oh, I don't even want to talk about how much I spend on beauty. Like what's your maintenance call? What are your maintenance costs? Um, so luckily shout out to primetime hair. Um, okay. one of my best friends is Deandra Sanders. Okay. And she has a hairline. So luckily I get all of my bundles. Okay. Sponsored by them. Oh my gosh. So I haven't bought like human. We, I, it's no. been years since I've even dipped my toe in that water, but I remember it's so. It's so. Expensive. Oh, and if, if I had to buy my own bottles, you can like now, especially the links I want and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Cause you're getting like the 30 I'm, inch. Yeah, well, 26, I'm five one, so I can get away. It looks 30, <laughs> but it's like 24, 26. <laughs> but then you're just buying the hair and you can spend anywhere between two and 500 just on hair, especially if you're into the lace front trend. And then you have to pay to get it installed. Oh, I know. And so you're spending sometimes over, you know, a thousand dollars, but I'll do braids. So my braids aren't, aren't expensive. Girl, I go into the hair store on whatever's on the corner in the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> and I walk in and I go to their wig section and I, you know, just, yeah. So this wig is $24.99. Okay. And, and also I you're like, colors. it's a 1B. Oh, this is a 1B, but yeah. I also do like the colors. Okay. So I have, oh, yeah, I saw you did red hair. Super yeah. cute. Oh, I that switched was it up. Great. And I, I don't have a, I'm not in corporate anymore, so I'm having a lot of fun. I know. I, I have a pink little curly wig that I'm probably going to do once it gets I tiny. haven't gotten into wig life. So this is a half wig. I'm not going to lie. I haven't gotten into lace front wig life. Yeah. Or closures or frontals. I'm I scared just, of them. Because when it's bad, it's no, really, really bad. bad. <laughs> it's like, you're it's like girl, it's lace. I see it. It's very distracting. I'm not a fan of it. Um, And I love when people don't know that my hair is not my hair. Right, right. I think the fun things of, uh, of you know, playing with your hair is that it should always look good. And so... The lace fronts, like I said, I'm not there to where I want to spend seven, eight, nine hundred dollars oh, yeah. on quality. Crazy. And so when you go the cheaper route, it looks a little worse. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not into that yet. But the thing is, your leave out blends. Oh, very, yeah. As, as a woman with natural hair, it's really, really hard. Tricky. I know, it's, which is why I just don't even. Or do unfortunately, to make it blend, you do have to go through the the treatment of heat or perms. Yeah. Which damage your hair yeah you know yeah and so i understand yeah do you think you'll wear your natural hair in 2020 no really girl i I literally have all no i got my bundles i already know my hairstyles (laughs) for the next month and a half actually but i feel like if you got into it and really got into like no caring for it no protecting it no because you're doing lots of protective styles so your hair could get really healthy that's cool like no, I love to to transform. I like to look like a new person every time. What I'm about in between styles? Do you ever let your hair out? Girl, I have a bun and I still do a weave bun. So I really? wrap the tracks around my hair and make myself a really big okay. bun. This is an in-between yeah. style and it's a half wig. This to me is But when you okay, what about when you see other women with natural hair? Do you think like, oh, that looks good? Oh, if I had thick, curly, kinky, yeah. like my, my sister is But actually, you know you could get there, right? No. You know, I no, I have my mom's thin ass hair, I, but I have thin hair too. But 
thin hair, when it's straightened, it becomes even thinner. Right. And it loses volume. But right. if you wore your hair like in its natural state and you got it really healthy and you did protein treatments and conditioning treatments, I bet it would look so mm, good. I'd rather take the time to get a sew-in. <laughs> I mean, I love natural hair. I love people wearing their natural curls. It's just not for you. If I had a, I love thick hair. Yeah. So if I had long, thick, flowy hair, I would love my hair. Like my sister is is actually Haitian and white. Okay. She got the hair we want. And of course she envies me and my other sister's hair because she's like, oh, I want to straighten it. She hates her curls. I know. And so like I said, it's it's so interesting how women always want what they can't have. I don't know why we're born that way. We're literally born and I don't know if we're taught to be that way but yeah we i know it's like must we're, be, we're not happy with anything it must be a weird just like internal human thing because even in asia there are women that go through these extreme treatments just to get a, the slightest white. bit of curl in there oh and i was gonna say also to whiten their skin well yeah but again I, I think that that just has a lot to do with what we've put in front of us as the european you know beauty, standard know. Of, uh, of beauty yeah and so as a black woman we're constantly trying to fight there because we haven't been appreciated even by our own people mm-hmm. as far as what our hair looks like or what our skin looks yep. like. or And so that's why I feel like we're always trying to obtain something that we should probably not be trying to obtain at all. So you're touring. Yes. Are you allowed to say how many listeners you get? Um, yeah, a, I don't a mind. Million? I can be um, really transparent. I'm so excited, actually. We're now at 10.3 million total, wow. total listens, total wow. streams. Um, so getting over 10 million is just like, holy shit. How many people have heard me say I did this nasty shit? <laughs> um, but yeah. And so like in a lot of our episodes have over like a hundred thousand views. And so we're, we're getting up to where I'm just like, oh my God, I never thought that we would be in this, in this place. And so you're recognized living here in New York. You're probably recognized every time you go out. Recognized in New York? No, ma'am. I was sneaking away out of the country. Oh my God. And was at a, on a catamaran literally in Jamaica. And fans oh saw me God. up on the boat. And mind you, this is like one of my little sneak away trips. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, and they're like, shout out, Lehman. We from the Bronx. Like, So they were from New York. Oh, my God. But I'm being spotted in Jamaica. I, when wow. I went to the Bahamas, also, it was really strange. I'm with one of my best friends in the Bahamas. And we're eating at this restaurant. And next thing you know, like a couple comes in. And they just sit around. My friend sees them the whole time. And they wait until we're getting the check to come over and start talking to me. And when I leave, I'm literally like telling her, I tell my friends when we're out not to put our location until we leave. Yeah. Because people have popped up where I've been. And so to be recognized while I'm in the Bahamas and I was recognized in London when I went to London. And oh my God. so my friends now think it's hilarious. They, they're they like, do you want a picture? Like my friends will be the ones to like take the picture. But isn't it, isn't it a lot of pressure for every time you go out of the house to know that someone may see you and want to take a selfie with you? Which is why I was just, uh, yeah, which is why I want to stay in the Bronx. Cause yeah. you know, I live in a community where there's just, there's a lot of Bangladesh okay. and Indians and just older yeah. people. And so I'm not spotted. So I feel comfortable when I'm home. I feel like I'm away from everywhere because every time I hop on the train, they're like, I just want to know, like, you know, I know. Are you? And I'm like, yes, I'm her. Or they're like, thank you. Like I listen to your show every morning, especially when I was like, Um, I love when they introduce themselves to me in person instead of hitting me on social media later. I saw you. Hey, I saw you. I know. Because then what did you see? Like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know anyone yeah. knew me in the yeah. space that I was in. I'm putting myself not only in front of people on stage, I'm meeting people. Yeah. So there is the pressure to be like, oh shit, I portray myself this way on social media. Let me make sure 
damn, do I have a, a breakout? They're going to think my skin is bad or damn, my, mm-hmm. I don't want my track showing because I'm meeting people. They think my hair is laid. My hair got to be laid. My outfits have to be right. I need to make sure I smell good. So now that I'm so forefront with meeting people all the time, I feel the pressure of fuck. <sighs> I got to look decent when I step out the house tonight or yeah. when I go on stage and, yeah. you know, we have professional cameras. So they're catching every it's blemish. HD. We've yeah. been on TV. So I've been on HBO, Viceland. And so just... The pressure of, damn, someone might see me, I have to kind of be on point, is is yeah. a whole nother pressure in itself. And you've also talked kind of openly about dealing with anxiety sometimes. Oh, God. And I so can bad. imagine that having anxiety with what you're doing now must be really tough. So being an entrepreneur now, like I said, I left corporate America and I'm now a full-time podcaster, which is funny because... No one looked at podcasting as a career. It was a hobby for a long time, specifically in the urban space, specifically with black creatives. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something very new. You have Joe Budden pretty much leading the pack, making the money he's making, but it's still fairly new. So to know that I quit my job and am making almost triple what I would have been making as a staff one accountant at a big four firm is insane to me. Um, But my anxiety is coming from, I busted my ass for four years to bust out my degrees in order to be more consistent. Cause yes. I feel like I've always been kind of in the entrepreneur space yeah. or, you know, like self-employed even as a bartender. Cause yep. you don't, you don't get benefits. Yep. So for four years, I'm busting my ass to set myself up for a career I can have for 20 years. Yeah. I worked at Ernst and Young for one year. Yeah. So I left there the last week of June of this year. And so within this last you know, a couple months, I would say I have anxiety of gaining my weight back mm. after going through weight loss surgery. What weight loss surgery did you? So I, I got the VSG, which is the sleeve. So it's a it's a form of gastric surgery. So it, it they cut out 80 decre- percent of my stomach, which okay. pretty much makes me force portion control. OK, so you can't. I just can't. You. Hell no. So you get full easily. Girl. But you eat healthier as well. Um, Yeah, because a lot of things like make me nauseous. Mm. So I don't really eat any, like I'm a sucker for carbs, mm-hmm. but Same. literally if I eat a bagel, I eat like half or three fourths of one half of a bagel. Oh, wow. Noodles. I won't order that out. Okay. When I go out, I won't eat bread before the dinner because I won't be able to eat at all anything else. And wow. so carbs to me makes me uncomfortable. Red meat. I try to limit like once a month because okay. it takes so long to digest. I'm not a sweets person. Okay. And then I now have a very bad case of acid reflux since my, Mm. so I have to leave out tomatoes and acidic food and I'm supposed to be cutting out dairy. So yeah, everything's changed. Um, And then, so there's the anxiety of that. And then there's the anxiety of ever having to go back and interview for a job again. Yes. Because I sat here and worked so hard for a career. I thought I was going to have for 20 years. And now. Yes. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I I hope not. And I'm doing everything in my power to not. And so, but it's, you can't control anxiety. And that's a thing. Yeah. Do you take medication for it? Have you considered therapy? So it's funny because if you go back and listen to my show. Oh gosh. Maybe like. Therapy episode. Well, not not only that, before then, I felt like if you sought out therapy, it's because you didn't know who you were. Mm. So in the way that I still like the same way you started to, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I know I want money out of my guys because my dad was nothing but ATM growing up. So like I've self-diagnosed myself with why yeah. I react and mm-hmm. move the way I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that because I know that I don't need a therapist to tell me that, but now it's, I am currently seeking a therapist. Oh, great. Um, I'm so happy because, to hear that. Yeah. The idea of anxiety 
I didn't know what that was. I never thought I had it. Yeah. And now it's just really bad. Yeah. It's like really bad. Um, Have you talked to Charlamagne about it? So like, it's funny because I haven't talked to him about it, but I've been on Brilliant Idiots twice. Yeah. I am a supporter. I have his book, his books uh, with an S. Yes. Shout out to Charlamagne. We haven't had as many personal conversations on mental health Mm -hmm. as much as it's been the podcast and the creative space. Yeah. So every time I've been around him, it's been like, yeah, I'm like going to do this. Or like I said, I've been a guest on, on that. I did bring up my anxiety with my weight loss because he had so much fat jokes the last time I went on I fucking know, growing I idiots. I didn't appreciate him that. and mouse. Um, <sighs> I think talking yeah. to someone, a, an objective third party can really help. Yeah. However, I do believe that my friends are a semi third party because mm-hmm. the things that I come to them with, they're not familiar with the other person either. Yeah, but they love you. They do. Right? They do. So but they're always going to be waiting for you. I will say no, I'm not friends with yes men. Okay, fair. So if I'm wrong, they yeah. have no problem yeah. telling me I'm wrong. You know what's interesting about therapy, and this is just my experience, and I'm relatively new to it. There's not as much of like telling you what to do as I thought there would be. There's more of just asking questions. So kind of like you're just like a podcast guest. Yeah, and to me, so that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, I got to pay a hundred dollars an hour for this. <laughs> um, I could get it for free. I have multiple friends that'll sit and talk to me, and I get different advice from all of them because they're all so different. So yeah, I. I think that the the thing that they bring forward that maybe a friend would not necessarily be able to bring are ways to go about problem resolutions. Yeah, because it's only going to get worse. Like Ugh. everything you're feeling now, yeah, any discomforts or anxiety, it's only going to be intensified as you go on this journey. But I'm happy to hear that you're open to therapy. I am. I'm, I, I've actually been asking people where they find their therapist. I think that it is important for me to get someone who would be knowledgeable yeah. of growing up in the inner city, yep. growing up maybe in a single parent household, yep. like certain things that we deal with in our communities that maybe, you know, someone who's privileged and white and who got paid through college may not know. Right. Like I'm sitting, I, I pay my student loans every month. Mm-hmm. Like my mom and dad didn't care if I went to college or not. They thought I needed a job straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't have college education, they're like, you just need to get to work. You need to make money. And so it's either like, okay, you get a full ride or, Bitch, how you going to do it? Because we ain't got the money to put you through college. So, well, yeah. Now you're doing very well financially. You've got all the money. Very to get well. Your nails done, I, oh, your my God. Done, your Girl, I love it. I went to I went to Gucci the other day. And I was like, yeah, let me get that. And I was <laughs> like, OK, like yeah. I was I was proud of myself. And like I said, like I have an accountant on board. OK, so beauty splurges are my nails, my lashes, my hair. OK. And. I'm not a bag person, which my friends hate because I carry around a bullshit ass fanny pack and they're all like, oh my, they throw, they want to throw away and burn all of my fanny packs because I get it from fucking rainbow. I don't give a fuck. Are you into skincare? Um, No, I'm into shoes. Okay. Makeup? No, not anymore. Like I said, I do lashes, lip gloss, eyebrows. Ooh, I I saw you pulled out your Fenty lip gloss earlier. That that is the best best lip lip gloss in the world. Girl, and I didn't lost... Three in the last four months. Let's oh, talk about it now. again. And I just buy it again. It's just like, the best lip gloss my, ever. And I have the two different ones. I have Fussy and the other one. I also was really into her highlighter at one point, but because the I stick one. No, the oh the kilowatt the gold one. Trophy wife. Trophy wife. Yes. But because I don't do the whole contour oh, and yeah, things yeah. anymore, I don't really even do highlight. Um, what are like your oh, top three beauty products? So edge control. Okay, let's talk. I didn't do it today, but I love my baby hairs. Okay, yeah. If you look on my page, I literally, so I have like three or four 
different. I, yeah, what brands do you no, use? Girl, when I go to the, every time I go to the hair store, they have the little travel sizes yeah. at the counter. Okay. And I just buy two What's or three. What's the brand? I don't know, girl. Okay, you just get at the beauty supply. I just get whatever. Do you do it with like a toothbrush? So I have my baby hair brush. Oh, you have a so specific the, So the baby hair brush. hair brush has the soft bristles on one end. Nice. And then the comb on the other end. Okay. And so you use it to part. Your, yeah, I didn't do my baby hairs today because I was just like, I'll be out. And I've been using Gots to be. Okay. But when it gets hard, it does create a crust. And I'm yeah. realizing I don't like the crust on my baby like hair. white flaky crust. Yes. And I'm not cute. here for it. Yeah. So Gots to be is maybe more so used just to pin back no. my hair. So yeah, I would say edge control is definitely on the list of my beauty products. Okay. I am... A perfume girl, I'm getting into it. Yes. Perfume is expensive. Oh, it is, but I love fragrance. So I have, I'm wearing Margiela tonight. Oh, nice. Which, um, I love Margiela's fragrance. Yes. So this is the replica. Oh, rep- I love replica. This is Jazz Club, but they have, and so this one's actually more of a woody, spicy one. They have another one called like Walk on the Beach, which was really good, and yeah. I ended up losing it. So th- oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. So this is, yeah, absolutely. So that's a little bit more spicy, yeah. but I am, and I'll just switch up because I'm more of a floral girl. So I love Gucci, Flora by Gucci. It's interesting that you're a floral girl because what I love about Jazz Club is it's not that feminine. No, at all. It's at like all. men could so wear this I, so one I, So I switch it up. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll switch it up. Okay. But mostly like, and that's why I said this is more spicy. Yeah. I have YSL opium. You like florals. Yeah, so it's, it's... You always talk about being so dominant on listen, your podcast I am, girl, and bending but, men over. And, 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 I won't, and, I won't, and I won't wear pink. Like I am. But when it comes to like my fragrances, I think that's where my soft side comes in. Okay. I like that. Of course, tonight I'm a little... Because I was like, I have a fucking sweatshirt on. I don't need to be. But when I do get a Balenciaga sweatshirt, we- I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but I have Air Force Ones on as well. So it's like when I am in my dressy mood, I do like to smell very feminine. Yes. But yeah, tonight I feel like I have forces and a yeah. sweatshirt on. So I was like, yeah, Margiela tonight. And I do the opium YSL. Okay. And a strong one. Yes. Very seductive. And then I do like um, Chance Chanel. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's where I spend my money because perfumes are not cheap. I know, but it makes a big difference. Oh, and Bond. Okay. Bond. I love N- the NYC one yeah. with the purple stars. That one is also a, a good one. And then, yes. And I guess outside of that, my go-to that I will buy every month if I need to, if it runs out is my eyebrow pencil Okay, that I talked about okay. earlier. So eyebrows to me will make your face. Yeah. It'll make or break your face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can either do the stripper brows, which is what I request from my makeup artist when I get them. I'm like, oh yeah, girl, make me Atlanta Magic City, please. Thank Wait, you. What are stripper brows? Like where it's super faded. Oh, like the on gradient. The inside, and then it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. got the concealer on I, the top and I, bottom. I know it. Yeah. Yep. So I request that because I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just pretty much following my my brow. Yeah. But the Anastasia yes. eyebrow brush is a go-to. And nighttime skincare routine. Oh, so I do um, clean and clear. Okay. It's the only thing that hasn't agitated my face. And then I have a Kiehl's moisturizer. Okay. Kiehl's so, makes great product. So I do, it's a scrub that I do. So I have the grapefruit scrub by clean and clear. Then I have the foaming wash. Mm-hmm. And then when I get out at night, because I do have drier skin, specifically I in this type of too. weather, yep. I moisturize every night. Okay. So I will do the clean and clear moisturizer. And yep. then I do the Kiehl's moisturizer. Do you ever go to bed with makeup on? What if I'm really drunk? <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm not wearing foundation anymore. Yeah. So, so it's like I'm falling asleep with eyebrows on. Okay. And oh, yeah. lip gloss that's falls funny. off during the night. So I don't really cake on. I I will say I'm noticing while being on tour, getting my makeup done two nights a week or three or four times a week, depending on how many yeah. shows we have. 
You break up. I'm break. I'm I'm broken out the week after. I just interviewed someone who said she doesn't wear makeup anymore unless she has to. She has an event. That's it. She's like, and I'm pissed when Girl, I, I I just told you after we're here, I'm like hitting everyone like, hey, let's go out. I'm supposed to actually go on a date with a guy that lives in this area. Wait, I thought you have a boyfriend. No, okay, we're, 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 we're talking. Okay. We're talking. Okay, okay, okay. I am single. And as I am single, I will talk and date however many men I please. Do you but think he's you'll also long distance. committed one, one person? Yes, but I feel like from time to time, we may have to swing. Meaning? Meaning we bring someone else into the bedroom or we go to a sex club or a okay. swinger resort. How do you get ready to like go to a sex club? Like, what do you wear? Like, what's your like getting a, ready process? Um, for Well, for the sex club, I'll wear a dress just so that okay. it's easy access, of course, okay. if I feel like I'm going to have sex. Okay. Um, But the sex clubs that I've been to, they're very much just like a regular club. I do want to be sure I'm comfortable. Okay. And I've gone with my homegirls. So sometimes I'll go and I'm like, I just want to be a voyeur tonight. So I'm not going to overdo it. And then when, if I go with my partner, I want to compliment him as much as I can. So I want to be the arm candy for him and also be presentable for other people. Interesting. Everyone so, yeah, listen, I feel like my listeners are going to be like, what? Please listen to horrible who, decisions. Who the because, hell do you have on here, girl? <laughs> well, one, I've never talked about sex on this show. Oh, wow. I, Sorry, guys. No, it's great. <laughs> it's But I've learned so much from listening to your show. And Thank like you. New Horizons. And I didn't even really know about sex clubs, which makes me feel. Oh, so yeah, there's that. And then, I mean, shit. I mean, it's funny because, like I said, I'm even though I, you know, preach non-monogamy and casual partners, the people who are in my life have been around for so long or so many years, like, even when I go for my dick appointments, you may or may not get my natural hair or me having sex, me trying to keep my half wig on. Like if I have sex tonight, this is held on with about four bobby pins. Okay. <laughs> so if he goes to pull. It's coming off. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So I may be from behind holding on to my wig in the front. Like, you know, I'm riding a horse. So, and that's probably another reason why I don't like mascara. I don't want a messy face. Right. I'm going to suck dick and my eyes are going to water. So I'm going to need waterproof. <laughs> so if we're going to talk beauty, you know, I'm I'm not red lipstick is awful. Yeah. Don't ever suck dick with red lipstick. Okay. Jesus, it's, it'll go beauty all over tips. your face and it's awful. Beauty tips. So if you have on red lipstick, don't do it. Don't do it. Specifically, anything that's a stain mm. because then sometimes like it crusts. And so I've actually performed fellatio <laughs> with not good quality lipstick before and it ends up breaking into pieces on oh wow yeah and so that's not that's not, not cool either well i was this is a perfect segue because i was going to ask you your three biggest beauty mistakes besides the multicolor blocked out eyeshadow that i used to wear back in the day 2010 um i would what this is just mistakes ever and ever life? ever in life because we've all made beauty mistakes <sighs> yes. and we learn from them but it's important that we share our mistakes um maybe we help other people avoid so them. i will say what my eyebrows used to look like. <laughs> I think we all went through the phase where we got the really thin eyebrows or they were like almost penciled on and it's yeah. just like, baby girl, what are you doing? Yeah. I am very big with quality hair now. Okay. So the fact that I used to go and buy packs of Milky Way is pretty tragic. Yeah. Because then you're shedding everywhere. And I will say as, as someone who is dating someone who may not be my own, probably, you know, my, my partner exclusively, it's embarrassing to go to a guy's house and you brush your hair and you see your hair is all over his bathroom or the carpet in his living room. And you're like, holy shit, I'm shedding like a fucking dog. Yeah. So I would say getting bad quality hair. Yep. And it's shedding. Yeah. And I've done that. Yeah. And no. 
I think it's happened to most of us who have yes. done weaves in our lifetime. Yes, especially because there's just different brands that you practice with. And yeah. then I'm not going to lie. I was one of those. Once I found out where everyone was getting their bundles, I tried different AliExpress vendors myself. And I was like, ooh. We'll have you. We'll have you in a fucking rabbit hole. It really okay? will. And it'll have you thinking you could sell hair yourself. And then you try it. And it's like, this isn't going. This now Velcro a week later. So I'm not going to lie. I would say one of my other beauty mistakes would be my excessive use of spandex. Mm. Um, so even moving up here in the cold, baby girl, you can't just wear leggings all year round. Yeah. Or like the body suits and mm. literally wearing them to, and my friends used to make fun of me all the time because I'll put on a spandex dress and think that it's not club wear because I put flip flops or sneakers on with it. <laughs> so I'm literally just going to random places, you know. Well, so, do you do like the fashion Nova? Like, so, um, I've I, never ordered it. I don't know anything about it. I, I see do, it, but I don't. I do. Okay. Um, and then Pretty Little Thing and Misguided. What's the quality like? It's not bad, but you have to. The thing with me is. They pay you though. Um, yeah. I've, okay. I've gotten some, or, or like I've gotten just free. Pa- like, here you go. You can select anything that you want on the site. Really? And so I'm like, oh, say less. So I've gotten those deals. Um, they're not paying influencers money or as yeah, much how, as they used to anymore. How like are people getting paid for these fashion? Uh, oh, like I have a friend that that's her. That's her bread and, bread and butter. Like she's making six yeah, figures. Yeah, you're friends with all the like, with all the Instagram models like, with hot, million followers yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So I mean, they're making six figures. And they just have to tag at Fashion Nova. Yeah, but those brands are now such household names that those marketing budgets that they had for that right. one time are smaller. now uh, they're way smaller. Yeah. The quality isn't bad. You just have to know a what looks good on you. Yeah. I, I like it. It fits me. Okay. Um, but my friend who has maybe a longer torso and the boutique style clothing just yeah. doesn't ever fit her right. Yeah. She knows it doesn't fit her right. Yeah. I also know as someone with thick thighs and hips that I'm not ordering something or jeans without stretch from online mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of learn the material, ironically. Yeah. So if there's no polyester or no stretch in something it's and it's like 100% denim or cotton or it says no stretch it, like yeah. you just have to literally read the materials yeah and then for me shoes i'm not a fan of buying online oh I, you have to buy it, them in person you you're, have you're, to you're also now getting into your foot modeling phase girl i am which i'm so i'm i, I feel like am. you I, i've watched this evolution of you like hating feet i hated feet oh my god episode, you hated feet girl, and, and now, now i'll be rubbing like, i'll be i'll be after sex i'll be like giving them foot massages <laughs> i'm like I'm really rubbing this foot right now. What You're like doing? a foot model now. Girl, I didn't get foot jobs. I would have never thought I would have a I dick know. between my arches. And I sure do. And now you're getting paid to like. I, so I do have the OnlyFans for my feet. But then I would literally be on live and guys would come into my live. And what's your cash app? I want to pay for your next pedicure. And so every time I was getting on live at one point, I was getting like 40 to $60 just yeah. cash app to wow. me. And now I like post them. Now people are asking me every day, but show your feet. So but show your feet. And I'm like, That's this is easy. Dream. Like they're not asking to see my tits. They're not asking me to it's bend over with feet. my ass. It's my fucking feet. And I'm like, okay, if this is doing something for you sexually. <laughs> okay. Like I don't mind showing my it's just, feet. It's just the most dramatic 360 I think I've ever seen. Yeah. You were like, I feet are that, gross. I say that this is how the podcast has changed my life. Yeah. You know, like at one point, I was literally like, we used to ask this question, would you rather lick ass or suck toes? And I was like, I've never done anything with toes. And then I'm on vacation with my homegirl and her toes end up in my mouth. So 
These are the things that you discuss on your podcast. I'm literally on here talking about like microdermabrasions and retinols. Uh, yeah, no. But you know what? I love yeah. having you on. I mean, I get facials, but not those types, you know? <laughs> I have another routine as to why my teeth are white, but we're not going to talk about swallowing on here. No. Oh my God. No, but I love it because I love talking to different types of women and hearing different perspectives. Isn't that what's so great about having a podcast? Absolutely. And you can get on here and be in control of your own content, your own conversation flow. And the conversations that you want out into the world are at your fingertips. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I love it. Well, I feel like you're so, um, you're body positive, you're sex positive. And it seems like it's been a journey for you to get there. Yeah. For people that are maybe struggling with self-esteem or confidence Mm. or even just experimenting and doing new things in the bedroom, like what advice do you have for people to like tap into their confidence? The biggest advice that I have for anyone, whether they're struggling with their weight, opening up, maybe feeling comfortable in their own body is knowing that no one else is going to get you there. Mm. So you can't seek happiness from someone else. Mm. Um, You can't seek validation from your lovers or your friends or people in society. You literally have to find a way to make yourself happy. So one of the things that I did in my weight loss journey, I bought lingerie, not for anyone but myself. And I said that, you know what? When I'm cleaning up around the house, I'm going to put this lingerie on just so I can see myself past the mirror, just so that I can feel sexy in my own skin. And so... Self-confidence comes from within. No one can teach you. No one can give it to you. Right. No one can tell you how to get it. It's not something that's right. tangible. Right. It's not something that's taught. And so it's literally carving out a time to make you happy and finding that happiness and confidence within yourself. Have you dated people that have tried to take away from your own self-confidence? Girl, no. And they, girl... And then if they try to, are you like, Mm-mm, this that's is why the person I've been sleeping with for the last seven years just got cut off. Um, really? I was 24 seven. Yes. I'm that's, that's a wrap. 24 seven. Yeah. Out of your life. Wow. He is. And it's because you talked about this. Um, I feel like I'm getting an exclusive yeah, right now. On a, an episode that hasn't even dropped yet. Yeah. It's wow, a Patreon episode, okay. but this was someone that I asked for almost nothing from. Mm-hmm. I made myself available when he wanted me yeah. to, and I didn't ask him of anything. And most recently, especially with my confidence being at my highest, I mean, shit, I'm verified. So now I feel a little (laughs) fancy on Instagram, but I'm making the most money I've seen. I'm in a space where I'm feeling the best as an individual, but also the respect that I'm getting from my peers, from my other lovers, from my friends, Mm -hmm. and just the full on support that I'm getting from them. There was just an exchange that we had recently. And I was like, you don't respect me, but you also don't know how fucking bomb you have it and how, who I am. Right. And so that just kind of took away all of my desire for him. And I was just like, you're really not deserving to have me in your company or for for me to be giving you my body the way I am. Mm. Um, Because I didn't feel like he, he valued me. Right. um, In that, because of the exchange that we had. And from that, I, I literally have, been completely completely just because like you don't understand like and and this is gonna come off bad as well but even the married men in my life they have traveled to come to my live shows Mm. they have bought tickets in cities that i can't be there but i support you Mm -hmm. they've been like i know that when you're on the road you have to cover your own hotel let me get it for you in this city Mm. or they've reposted my stuff and literally just the people who owe me nothing have supported me far more than the person that I gave right. my most the most energy to. Well, you were a very different woman seven years ago. Uh, 
Absolutely. It was and before maybe I, he hasn't been able to. One, that's what it yeah. is. But what's crazy is the other people who have been in my life have been a, a, around the same. Yeah. And so seeing the support and the respect that I get from everyone else and to see such a lack from someone that I literally. Yeah. I mean, he the was called 24 seven. Like literally he, he could call me at 4 a.m. And, and it's like, OK, I have to be to work in three hours, but I'm still going to come suck your dick for 20 minutes. So <laughs> and then, you know, that's gone now. Yeah. And it's because I see the value of myself. And it's mm. just like, if you're not going to respect it, then. I would not be respecting myself to continue that relationship. Wow. And so I'm just very big on not only knowing my worth, but making sure that whoever's in my life Knows sees it. that same value. Wow. And I think that that's kind of how else I think women need to look at themselves. Yes. Like if you value yourself enough, if you see someone is not giving you what you know you deserve or is not treating you with the respect that you know that you deserve, if you truly value yourself, you need to be able to walk away. Mm. And then that's how you boost your own confidence. You know that you deserve better. Yeah. And you walk away. Wow. I feel like you've had such an evolution. Yes. I it's have. really great to see I have. all the stuff. Now all I need is a boyfriend, Jesus. But I But you're getting, I mean, you're dating somebody. I am dating somebody. Um, that just sucks because it's long distance. It's so it's it couldn't be any more long distance. Like we literally have the conversations and I'm like, you realize I could be in London quicker? Yeah. He lives in, in Oregon. Yeah, so <laughs> very far, very far. Okay, um, but yeah, I feel like I could talk to you for five I know more forever, hours. and I, I I hope we still have you guys listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Oh my gosh, I told Brooke I was like, thank you for not asking me blowjob tips um, and oh, about the podcast. Well, I mean, everyone can listen to horrible decisions and get for that, all yeah. the sex. Yeah, tips, we have but- almost over two hundred episodes, so I appreciate this conversation, and uh-huh. and hopefully, my listeners who have never heard me in this space have learned about me. And hopefully I didn't scare your listeners away. <laughs> no, I think they're going to love it. I think they're going to love it because I I have loved listening to you and I've been listening from the Thank very you. beginning. So I'm so happy. This is my final question. Yes. When do you feel most beautiful? So I'm not going to lie. When I feel most beautiful is when I do get to play dress up. Okay. So my live shows now is so much fun for me because I'm wearing heels and leather pants and off the shoulder cuts and or like a, a low, you know, Clearly, this is me going out and I'm like, friends, let's get drinks. And I'm wearing denim jeans and Air Force Ones. So when I'm able to get my makeup done and I have my hair slayed and I know my nails are fresh and my lashes are fresh and kind of like, you know, when you play dress up as a little girl. Yeah. Or you're excited to go to prom and homecoming because you get to do all the things that you don't ever get to do majority of the time. So I would say I feel the most beautiful. Yeah. When I get to go back into oh my God, let me play dress up. Yeah. And I'm doing the curls or getting the colors that I can't just wear out everywhere. And so to me, going all out with my my stripper brows (laughs) and my high heels that I know I can't wear in the club because my my feet are going to be hurting at the end of the night, but I'm on stage for an hour and a half. I can do them here. Um, So yeah, dressing up and having a full beat. Yes. Is when I feel like I came to slay. You know, I'd be like, oh, selfie. (laughs) Well, well, and we love to see it. Well, cheers! Thank you so much for yes, coming on cheers. Naked Beauty. It was so great to like. Thank you for having you. me. I don't think you understand, like you know. And I've been guests on so many podcasts, but when I'm able to talk about something other than sex, yeah, I well, you're so much so more much. than that. I, I am. And I don't. I don't, I don't get to show that right now. Yeah. So I, I appreciate this interview and you digging into not only my childhood but my personal life, and then also just the other side of me that I've had to shield 
yeah. you know, from the horrible decisions and talking about my professional life. So yes. thank you for of having course. me. And if you guys do want to listen to sex, um, we do drop every Monday. It's <laughs> yes. horrible decisions. If you guys want to follow me on social media, it is at full court pumps on Instagram and Twitter. And um, I do have some solo projects coming out. So if you're not familiar, go ahead and download the station head app. I am coming out with a radio show that will be on there live. So you will have the opportunity to chat with me, not only live, but get some playlists because I'm very big into music. And then you'll also get to hear me and some of my friends talk about current events and just talk a whole lot of shit. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm going to be downloading that too because I could listen to you talk forever. Thank so, you. Everyone follow Mandy and I'll be back next week with the new episode. Hey. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.